Happy birthday, Grandma. Miss you, but you're in heaven dancing with the greats. The greats and the greats. I know you are. Loving it. Smiling. All loving it. Getting all them birthday candles. Blowing it out. Loving it. Dancing around. Chilling. Hanging out. High-fiving everybody with all them wings. Loving it. Let's get it on. Brainwash Radio. Get your ass over right now to that smart Bitcoin investments website at smartbitcoininvestments.com. Hurry the freak up and get your buns over there. You'll be rocking it with all kinds of Bitcoin knowledge in no time. That's what I'm talking about. Slap you upside the head with some knowledge. That's good stuff. Holy crap, we just got a dispatch. This is a global broadcasting announcement. Howdy, folks. Time traveling Bob here, traveling through on Brainwash Radio. Tune in Monday through Friday, Pacific Standard Time. Always remember, folks, Brainwash Radio is for broad-minded adults only and should not be sold to or distributed to minors under any circumstances whatsoever. Thank you. 
slapped me upside the head. We just got a message from a town on the planet Pluto. I'm time-traveling Rob, remember? <clears throat> Year of dispatch, 2320. Cat went through a few ley lines again. Doesn't that data feline ever comprehend that it eats itself every time? Oh, whatever. Tell Saliac on OV5 we will be there on Powell's Day. Tooties! End of dispatch. That concludes this broadcast. I must did it Now on Brainwash Radio. You know, everybody here at Brainwash Radio works very hard, and we spend a lot of currency to keep this radio station and broadcast rocking like it should. You know what I'm talking about? Slap you upside the head. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, we love our listeners, and we are great and thankful that you guys donate all that currency, all, all, all them ladies out there, oh, you guys are so sweet, oh, sweet, throw them panties out, throw them panties out at me, slap me upside the face with them panties, go ahead. But meanwhile, thank you for your kind donations while we entertain your butthole and tinkle your titties. You know what I'm saying? And as always, we be rocking that android. <laughs> Later, get your donation on. Do that monthly $5 one. That'd be kind of cool, you know. That'd be kind of cool. Make me a happy camper. It'd make me a little harder than normal, you know. I'll get like five inches instead of three. That'd be cool. All right. You know it. Sorry, guys. We haven't got any dispatch from uh, Mexican Sam yet. We're kind of getting a little worried. Like, he was on his way to uh, Venus. Um, yeah. I, um, sorry, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's been, like, usually it's, like, been getting broadcast, like, like dispatches every like f- seven, eight to ten days, and it's been past that, and then some. So uh, yeah, let's uh, hope he's still around. Uh, maybe he's having fun. Hopefully, I don't know, but we'll we'll uh, keep tuned in. Uh, pray for the best, guys. Thanks. Pray for uh, Mexican Sam to you know be okay. All right, cheers. This is song me and Bart wrote when we were in elementary school. Which was also a couple of years ago.
What's up? Hope you guys are doing good. Hope you guys are enjoying your Tuesday so far. Hope you guys are wiggling your seat. Your butthole on your seat. Oh, fucking feels. Oh. oh, fuck. It feels good. Wiggling that butthole on that seat. Oh, it feels so fucking good. Oh, oh. Meanwhile, so we're not here to listen to the sound effects of my butthole wiggling. We're here to jam. So first, we're going to jam with some uh, future. Check it out. Looks like they're going to get the whole band back together and tell all the corporations exactly how to play Bitcoin and the... 
Welcome to the last set of news to get top stories in cryptocurrency assets and break them down to bite-sized pieces. Today, there's some concerning news. First up, this is from a tweet from Fidelity Digital Assets. And what they're talking about here is a nice little powwow with Michael Saylor over at MicroStrategy. And it looks like they're going to get the whole band back together and tell all the corporations exactly how to play Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency market. This will lead us into a nice little interview with ARK's Kathy Wood, where it's pretty bullish about what's going on in the Bitcoin market. And those are the good news. Then on top of the other part of the flip side, we got a little bit of FUD. Guggenheim's CEO, or CIO, expects Bitcoin to drop to $20,000. We'll take a look at why he may have said that and is talking so negatively about the price action of Bitcoin. And we'll finish up with uh, our friend over there at Goldman Sachs CEO, where he states regulators should be hyperventilating at Bitcoin's success. So we'll take a look at all those articles, but first, let's take a look at what's going on in the market. So today, eh, not so much of a great day. It is uh, January 27th. It is about uh, 10 a.m. El Paso, Texas time, so not too shabby. We'll take a look here. $30,000 for Bitcoin. And it's dropped 4% in 24 hours and 15% for the week. So maybe all this uh, fun talk could have some legs. Uh, I'm not for sure. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. There's, there's really not too much to it, and I'll explain why. Uh, Ethereum down 1%, uh, 7% for the week, looking at 1292, but still pretty good, almost at uh, that 1440 uh, Tempest point. So, uh, also Tether, like cares, dot, 7% uh, down. Everything's down today. See anything up? Ooh, hey, DeFi looking pretty strong, 12% for uh, Uniswap. That's looking pretty good. Uh, Wrap Bitcoin, 6% for Ave, one of my holds, finally breaking the top 15. I think that is a top 10 project. And uh, all the things that it could potentially do, it's um, it's giving it a run for the money for between Ave and synthetics. And we'll see it all works out. 3% no, see 3% for synthetics. Zem 2.6, nothing really good. That's about it. So that's what's going on in the market. Not a great day. But again, uh, the volatility is essentially what we all signed up for. Uh, if you're not really familiar with cryptocurrency assets, first of all, welcome. These are the things that go on every single day. You could have a, uh, a nice little upside of 20, 40%. And you could also have a downside of 60% cryptocurrency. So that's what's going on. Let's jump into today's uh, top story. So first of all, this was this came through my Twitter feed and uh, this was on January 25th, so a couple of days ago. And Fidelity states and Fidelity, if you don't know, they're a pretty massive organization. They've got trillions of assets under management, and uh, they have their own digital assets department. And they said that they are excited to participate in the MicroStrategy Bitcoin for Corporations presentation. I was like, well, what the heck is that? And there was actually a link to it that I found, and it looks something like this. This is on the MicroStrategy website. You may familiar with this gentleman's face right here. That is Michael Saylor, the CEO. And uh, there's a lot of things going on. But before I get into that, I need to play you a video real quick, which is going to make this whole thing make sense about what is going on and why this is happening right now. So uh, this is ARK's uh, founder and CEO, Kathy Wood. ARK is a, it is a, uh, a traditional investment management fund or uh, organization, and they've got uh, billions of assets under management, and they are pretty heavy into Bitcoin. They've made some controversial calls that have actually uh, came up to be uh, totally correct, and uh, Bitcoin is one of them. So what she's going to talk about here is what's going on with Bitcoin and how surprised they are and how fast the market has accelerated and picked up the pace. And then that's the first part. The second part she's going to talk about is a nice little price prediction, which everybody loves. But 
it, it's going to make total sense when she talks about the volatility of Bitcoin and what institutions need to do to make sure it does not become so volatile. So let's just take a quick listen. Corporations, we didn't expect this. We expected institutional interest, but we didn't expect uh, uh, corporations to substitute Bitcoin for cash. MicroStrategy was the first. All of its cash is now in Bitcoin. And in fact, it did an offering so that it could buy more Bitcoin. Um, It is a technology company. Uh, I'm a little uh, suspicious. I don't know what the SEC is going to do with this because this is not its base business. This is its cash. Um, uh, Square has put 5% of its assets into Bitcoin. And uh, and we're seeing uh, more mature companies like PayPal enabling the buying and selling of Bitcoin on its platform as Cash App does as well. Well, if, uh, if companies in uh, the S&P 500 were to, uh, were to put 1% of their uh, cash into, uh, into Bitcoin, uh, that would be that would incre- increase the price of Bitcoin uh, by forty thousand dollars. Today it's close to thirty thousand, so that's more than a double right there. If if we saw ten percent, of course, that would add four hundred thousand. And I, like I just that. told you, MicroStrategy has put all of its cash in. <laughs> All of their cash has been put in. Uh, that's what I like to see for MicroStrategy. So this was a pretty good little piece. So yeah, the S&P 500. And remember, the S&P 500 is just the top 500 companies. Uh, really the top. It, it makes up of like four or five, which is like the 25%, which is Microsoft, Apple, Google, uh, Amazon. Uh, those like like the big heavy companies. So if, I mean, if they just put 1% in, that's like 20%. That's going to increase it just enough. And then she, like she says, 10%, you're looking at $400,000. And I'm like, okay, well, that makes a lot of sense as far as corporations, but what she says next here, it's at like around the 336 mark, I can totally understand why these corporations need to put a big amount of money into it, and uh, I'll just have her tell you exactly what she's talking about. If our analysis on how institutions will look at allocating to this space is correct, uh, and this is using a Monte Carlo uh, uh, simulation, uh, institutional involvement could increase uh, the the price of Bitcoin. Again, it's thirty thousand now by two hundred thousand if they want to minimize volatility to uh, five hundred thousand if they want to maximize their sharp ratios. So they need to raise this. They need to put enough of their treasury in there to hit Bitcoin at 200000 to decrease the volatility, which I think they would be very happy about, and that would make their shareholders very happy. And then to increase that, as far as like the 500000 there's additional benefits. So that makes a lot of sense as to, well, first of all, why they'd want to do it. Nobody likes vol. I mean, no, let me rephrase that. Traders like volatility, but these big corporations, they're investing into it because they're like, well, we don't know exactly where it's going to go, but it looks pretty positive. If they can bring down the volatility by putting a or dumping a bunch of cash, especially their, you know, their, their treasury, which is on fire right now because of all the money printing or the quantitative easing that the American government is doing, then sure, why wouldn't they want to do that? And then they could stabilize it at 200000 They could buy and go, okay, this is the equilibrium. It's not going to go up too much. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. So... This makes a lot of sense. So how do you get a bunch of corporations to actually do that? Well, you need someone 
to pick up the mantle, to pick up the flag and go, you know what, just follow me. We've done all the hard work. You jokers don't have to do squat. Just listen to what we did and just follow the lead and you make a ton of money. So that's what is going on here with the MicroStrategy uh, Bitcoin for corporations. So this is why I talk about an actual thumbnail and the actual title. And I got to stop for a moment and let the people that are listening in and out on what these people are saying. I mean, you know, you guys are going to Vegas. You guys are spending like a thousand dollars per hand or whatever. Why don't you guys drop a thousand dollars in some Bitcoin right now as I speak? Just go do it. You could go to PayPal. PayPal has a cryptocurrency thing. It works very well. I've tried it. And, uh, every, oh, ooh, mm, 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 chicken dinner, baby. Winner, winner. That's all I got to say. So go to PayPal. Uh, they have a cryptocurrency also on, uh, Cash App. I don't know what else, uh, the mediums are out there, but you know, you can get, cryptocurrency from your bitcoin wallets or you could go to uh, uh the what do you call it the blockchain.com and sign up there and then get yourself some bitcoin there but um uh get a ledger wallet those things are like uh, between 70 to about 160 dollars each uh, they're way worth it. Uh, you can get them on Amazon or just go to the Ledger uh, website. Or there's another one. I'll tell you guys about that later. Let's get back to that that good stuff that they're talking about. But yeah. Go, BTC. Go. Go, BTC. Go. Go, BTC. Go. That's all I got to say. You got until February 4th. February 4th is when it all kicks off. And really what it comes down to is this. It's a a two-day event. So on Wednesday, February 3rd, they're going to start off at noon. Michael Saylor is going to be there. He's inviting all these corporations. And I would love to be there just to sit down and be the fly in the wall and be like, wow, there's a CEO of that one. There's a CEO of that one. There's these guys. I think this would be probably a pretty high-profile event. I would guess. Who knows? Maybe Elon's going to be there. Who knows? So... When we take a look here about what's going to happen, so if we click on this, we're going to see like the basics. Like they're going to go over the basics at noon, right? This is the history. This is the macroeconomic outlook. Pretty much just sitting these guys down and our guys and gals going, sitting down going, look, this is what's going to happen. Da, 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 da. And this is why you want to be a part of this. So if we go back, it's a very cookie cutter type of thing. I like this one here, the Bitcoin corporate playbook, because it's not just Michael Saylor. It's also uh, this gentleman named uh, Fong Lee, the chief financial officer. And he's going to talk about, hey, you can't you don't just do this by yourself. Here's some vendor selection. Do your due diligence. Here's the execution technique. Here's the debt, equity and shareholder relations. Here's everything you guys need to know to make sure you don't screw this up, because we've already done this. We've already done the hard work and had our, our mistakes. So just don't do these things and just do the things we're going to tell you you're going to make a massive amount of money and you can offload all of your cash into cryptocurrency actually bitcoin let's be honest they're not doing anything else it's all bitcoin so i thought this was a pretty interesting thing so we understand these people will be attending they will be listening they'll be learning but then the next day is i think the more of the powerhouse which is on february 4th remember when they said about um 
the the uh, selection or you know, doing some some kind of selection for who is actually going to be a part of this and going to be actually instituting or executing your plan. Well, who's going to be there? Well, it's going to be Binance, uh, Vince Kwok, and. When I say who's attending here on the 4th of February, this isn't like, oh, this is, uh, this is Pete from accounting. He's going to tell you what's going on. And, and this, is, this is Jay, and uh, you know, he's over there from uh, institutional department. No, no. It's, you got Binance, Coinbase presentation, Brett, head of institutional sales. You've got Kraken, Jesse Powell, the CEO, NY Dig, Robbie Gutman, the co-founder. You got Fidelity Digital Assets, Tom Jessup, who is the president. You got Genesis Presentation, CEO, Grayscale, Michael Sonnenschein. Oh, I didn't say that right. Sonnenschein. Yeah, maybe Sonnenschein. Uh, Gemini, Global Head of Business Development, Galaxy Digital. You got Mike Novogratz and Charles Cascaria, the CEO of Paxos. So it's not like they're just like, you know, this will be a nice little thing to talk about. Every big gun is going to be there because they want to make sure that these huge entities, these institutions, these corporations that are going to sit down, they want their business. And they want to make sure that they go with them and they will institute exactly what Michael Saylor is talking about. This is a, a pretty good organization uh, of, of how they're going to actually institute this at a very high level. So. When I took a look at this, I'm like, yeah, February 4th is the kickoff. Now, you have to understand something. Um, some corporations and some entities, they've already been planning this. They've already been doing these things, so they've are, they're pretty much ready. But they need a playbook. They need something that's a little bit more safer. That's what Michael Saylor's got. So I don't know if he's you know, charging for this. I have no idea. But uh, so some of these guys are going to jump in head for feet first. Feed first, and they're going to make a big splash. Others are going to take a little bit more time, and some are not going to institute this at all. So do I think that Bitcoin on February 5th will be $100,000? No. But I will just say this. I believe that this is the time when everybody starts to kick this off, and they all are going to get in. But here's the thing. If you're there, and you're a CEO, and you're looking around going, there's all these CEOs. Damn, there's a lot of people here. Uh, I better get on this. Because now you start to feel the FOMO. Like, if I don't get my hands on, my grubby hands on Bitcoin, then all these jerks are going to get theirs and the price is going to go up. You can only buy so much on OTC. You can only buy so much on OTC. So if it was me looking around, I'm like, you know what? Make sure this happens. And I would go from there. Now, having said all that, it really comes down to the point of how are they going to make sure that the price stays low? Well, what MicroStrategy did is they worked with Coinbase and they bought these microtransactions. It was like, and it was over uh, the course of like two or three weeks, but they would buy like 0.13 Bitcoin here, and then five seconds later it'd be 0.008 Bitcoin there. It was a little, little small amounts for like three weeks until they got up to their $425 million price range, and they've done it even, even more so. So there's only so much Bitcoin to go around. And Grayscale has bought up, well, actually, at one point, it was between Grayscale and PayPal. They had bought up all the daily supply that was coming out for Bitcoin, which is around nine, I, I want to say nine or a million, is that right? No, it can't be right. It was a lot. Um, and then 90 million, something like that. And then all of a sudden, then they said, you know what? We're going to buy a ton more. And they bought like 13x of the daily supply. And now the race is on. So once these people get in, this will be a dangerous deal uh, because the price will start to go up. So what do they need you to do? They need you to sell all your Bitcoin as, as fast as possible. And how do they do that? Well, they do stuff like this. So this was from Guggenheim. This, the chief investment officer uh, expects Bitcoin to drop to 20000 And this was, again, Scott Menard. 
he's a CIO. Uh, he believed that the top was in at 42,000. He says, he says uh, I think for the time being, we probably put in the top for Bitcoin for the next year or so, and we're likely to see a full retracement back towards the $20,000 level. So this could be true. And when I was actually on Alex's, Alex Mascioli's show, uh, CJ from Market Rebellion, he was talking about a retracement to $20,000 level. But here's the thing. Which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Because in these types of situations, when you have a pretty high-profile Guggenheim, uh, which, you know, they have billions of assets under management, and they're saying, you know what, we think Bitcoin's going to go down, down 20000 And all of a sudden, it's like a ripple effect. And then before you know it, it does go down to 20000 So the thing is, I wonder is, I believe that this whole market a lot of this market is moved by whales and news and sentiment, essentially. So I think stuff like this, if you have enough of this, then you get people who sell. And we saw that with uh, BitMEX when they said, oh, there's a double spend issue. And then all of a sudden you will see reports of people selling their Bitcoin. It's like, oh, Bitcoin sucks. It doesn't even work because it's a double spend issue. And then later on they go, guess not. And then so I was like, good job, BitMEX, because you just screwed a lot of people out of uh, a lot of money. Uh, by doing that because they just sold their their cryptocurrency assets and then of course maybe you did that for a reason because you want your buddies to get in i'm not gonna say that's what it is don't sue me but uh it's just hearsay it's just just my opinion who knows so there is there is that part and i I just don't know about this so I don't think it's going to retrace that at 20,000, but I, I've been wrong before. But here, here we are. Anyhow, despite Menard's bearish short term Bitcoin prediction, uh, the CIO apparently still maintains a stance that one Bitcoin's worth 400,000. So he's like, yeah, yeah, it's going to go to 20,000, but it's going to be worth 400,000 in the future. And that's the problem when people make these predictions. They don't say when it's really going to be. And that's, it's like, well, you know. Bitcoin could go to a million. When's that going to be? Eh, the future. When's the future? Eh, later. <laughs> Tomorrow. So it's like, eh, okay. Um, me, personally, I think it's going to 150000 this year, 2021. I think Ethereum is going to $10,000 this year, 2021. Um, I think Theta is going to, what did I say, like $20, something like that, this year. I don't think, you know, I, I think it's going to be... Uh, pretty slam dunk type of thing and that's just my opinion so you'll have these types of stories these things will come out and what they're trying to do is to separate you from your cryptocurrency and like i've always said this is going to be the year uh, and i think everything kind of is going to start to to uh, kick off on february 5th so on top of that let's not forget this little sweetheart goldman sachs ceo regulators should be hyperventilating at bitcoin success so at first glance i'm like man okay uh, maybe they should be a little bit worried. But the way that this the, this guy was talking about, it, it's like the end of the world. So, while appearing on CNBC's Squawk Box on January 25th, uh, Blancfin asserted that Bitcoin's pseudonymous, pseudonymous nature, I always get that word wrong, makes it perfect for illicit financing, stating, you don't know whether or not you're paying the North Koreans or Al-Qaeda or the Revolutionary Guard. So here's another example of someone going, you know what, Bitcoin's used for illicit activities. Just ignore the fact that the dollar is used for 99% of all list activities because that's all we had as as opposed to 12 years ago. So whatever. Um, So you have that part here, but he's going to talk about transparency and things like that. But in all honesty, in all honesty, uh, you can track Bitcoin pretty easily. You can track cryptocurrency pretty easily, except Monero. That's a privacy coin. 
So like with this one, this is an article that says U.S. Uh, Department of Justice seizes millions of crypto funds from Al-Qaeda and ISIS networks. And this was, in, this was August 13th. Then this other one here, researchers in Philippines track crypto use by terrorists. So I think when people talk about like it's, you know, it's, it's, it's totally used for illicit activities and it's not transparent. I'm like, do you understand the whole concept of uh, blockchain and public ledgers and things like that? I mean, you can track anything. Uh, speaking of which, like you, all you got to do is go to btc.com. You can put in any of your uh, wallets or transactions and you can track anything. Here's a transaction of one of mine where I moved 0.03 of my Bitcoin. So uh, that's one of those easy dealies. Uh, you can track, like I said, you can track anything. Just so you know, uh, if you're on an exchange, like a Coinbase, uh, if you go look at your actual wallets, they will always change the uh, Bitcoin address. So this was an article I just found on Coinbase. And of course, there's a problem with Coinbase uh, Pro, probably another problem with Coinbase because they seem to be shutting down, probably because they're dealing with all their high-profile institutions. Anyhow, it says, uh, when checking your crypto providers from your primary account page, you may notice that the address currently displayed differs from one you have listed in the past. So every time you make a transaction, they change the wallet address. We automatically generate a new address for you after every transaction you make or when funds are moved between your wallet and our storage system. This is done to protect your privacy so that a third party cannot view all of the transactions associated with your account simply by using a blockchain export. So here's the thing. So first you're like, what are you talking about? Because first you just said it could, you, you could track it, and now you're saying you can't. Well, if it's on an exchange, any exchange, you did KYC and AML, any, the U.S. government can definitely take a look at that, and they've already uh, subpoenaed Coinbase for different records in the past, and they've done it, and they've gotten it, so uh, just make sure that um, you are, first of all, paying your taxes, and that you know that they can actually look this stuff up. And of course, if you want to look your information up, bpc.com. All right, so there is that piece. Let's go back to the actual article to talk about all this fun. So, in order to conform Bitcoin to the existing financial and regulatory apparatus, Blancfin asserts that many of the fundamental freedoms enabled by Bitcoin must be reined in. However, he questioned whether a strong demand would continue to exist for Bitcoin without its pseudonymous privacy features. Um, First of all, there's no real privacy features. Uh, if you want to do Monero, uh, Zcash, they can have privacy features. So they can turn those on. I think Litecoin at some point was supposed to be doing that, but uh, I'm not for sure. He said, uh, he states this, this could be workable, but it will undermine the freedom and liberty and kind of lack of transparency that people like about it in the first place. So that's the conundrum that Bitcoin will have to deal its way out of. So I'm like, yeah, okay, uh, I, I suppose so. But... There's this nagging feeling that I have, which is when you're talking about transparency and you're a bank and you're like, well, you know, you know, you really should have more transparency. Look, banks are regulated pretty hard, let's be honest, but they know all the rules, they know all the loopholes, and uh, I think maybe the CEO might be a little bit worried that, hey, now we got to play by some additional rules, and we don't like that. And I have nothing against banks. I mean, I, I bank with USA, that one's great, all the rest of them suck. Uh, they take forever to do wire transfers. They are stuck in like the 70s or 80s, I guess if you want to, you want to think about it. Uh, the transaction fees, uh, like, like wires, are pretty pain in the butt. And uh, I just don't like the whole way that it works. I think that if I can fax or if I can email 
uh, a friend of mine in India, and he gets there in seconds. Why can't I move money around the world in the same way? Because it's all digitalized anyhow. It's just uh, digital notes on a ledger. So I don't understand. So when he, when he's talking about we need transparency, well, they don't want that. I mean, look, banks we know still do some illicit activities. So here's one. If you don't remember this one, this was the Wells Fargo account fraud scandal, creation of millions of fraudulent savings and checking accounts. And people are like, well, who cares? They just created a checking and savings account. Well, it's not so great when uh, clients begin to notice that the frauders are being charged unanticipated fees and receive unexpected credit or debit cards or lines of credit for which they may start to default on or whatever else. But it's still, it's the same fees. If you're getting millions and millions of different uh, accounts being generated and you're charging these people without them knowing that's not a great thing but that's the bank on top of that dutch bank ing fined 900 million for failing to spot money laundering and again if you have an open ledger that's very transparent this kind of stuff goes away especially like let's take like bernie madoff for his ponzi scheme don't you think if he could say show us your ledger your open ledger show us on the blockchain of what's going on that stuff wouldn't happen. You could actually track it. So you have something like that. You've also got Bank of America to pay $16 billion in historic Justice Department settlement for financial fraud. And then there's a new one. Actually, it's a continuation. Goldman Sachs, we're just talking about, close to $2 billion settlement over one MDB scandal. Uh, it's formulating a deal under which its Asian subsidiary, rather than what the parent company, would pay a multi-billion dollar fine and admit guilt for having allegedly turned a blind eye while $4.5 billion was looted from its client Malaysia's sovereign wealth fund, 1MDB. So if you have something like this, and again, if this CEO from Goldman Sachs, if he knew about exactly how this is all transparent, then it wouldn't be such a big deal. And I think this is probably what ticks them off the most. This was an article that was sent to me just today. Goldman Sachs slashes CEO pay by $10 million over the IMDB scandal. So what this guy is, this was uh, Goldman Sachs CEO. So I'm sure he's not too happy about being part of the scandal, losing $10 million of his pay. Again, uh, this could be just one of those things. All right, so sucks for you. Black and Fine also criticized Bitcoin as a store of value, emphasizing its price volatility and the technology literacy required to self-custody Bitcoin. I will give them a point on this one. I've got a lot of different uh, uh, emails and comments uh, from people who have signed up over there at DanTeachesCrypto.com. And some people are just overwhelmed. Like, if you get, you know... Three kids running around, you got two jobs, you're trying to have a social life, and you got to figure out everything with self custody. It's kind of a pain. And uh, some people are like, you know what? I just put it on the exchange. I don't want to deal with it. I got only so many hours in the day. And then some people will be like, oh, well, you know, they should just learn it because financial literacy, this is it. Everybody's different. Everybody's got their own battles to fight. Okay. So, like on this one, self custody Bitcoin, it's a pain sometimes. So, when you learn everything about the Nano Ledger, which was supposed to be, you know, so great, I mean, it's still great since it's unhackable so far. However, you know, people who buy it, then unfortunately, they just had all their personal data leaked, which is their address, their phone number, their name, and stuff like that. So, it's like, well, shoot. I mean, how great is this industry when I'm getting everything stolen over here? And uh, that is just the way it is. So there is that part. Price volatility is one part. And then the last thing, when he's, going to, he's, going to, he's going to criticize the store of value thing, uh, comment. He says, it's a store of value that can move 10% in a day. 
that if you lose the code or if you lose a slip of paper, it's lost forever. Uh, or if somebody takes it from you, how will you know? Well, it's the same thing with, with gold. First of all, uh, people can steal your gold if you have gold. It's, you can steal anything. And then as far as like uh, Bitcoin, I mean, unless somebody un, un, breaks into your house and knows about Bitcoin and steals your mnemonic phrase, which I will tell you, if you don't have one of those uh, stone books, definitely pick those up. Links in the description. It holds all your, your, your past phrases, and I put it in my safe deposit box. Very simple to use. So uh, on, as far as like stealing, you can steal anything, but it's a pretty hard to steal that. Especially, let's say, if you're in a third world country and you're traveling with paper money or you're traveling with gold or silver easily to take but if you have your mnemonic phrase hopefully if you can remember that or if you have it written down somewhere in parts and pieces everywhere else you can travel with it pretty easy but the next part the store of value i get a lot and it makes a lot of sense actually because people say well how can you say it's a store of value when uh 2017 is worth twenty thousand, and then 2018 it uh, dipped down to the around five or six thousand i'm like oh, that's a good point however if you take a look at store of value of what it actually is so store of value to me if you want to think about uh, gold, or if you want to think of like, take, how about this? Let's start with gold. So gold, actually, over its five years, or its one year, it's changed about 18%. So the value from a year ago is around 1500 bucks, then it went to 2000 So if you bought it, and, and it's been fluctuating, so let, let's say you bought it at 2000 it goes down to 1500 well, you just lost, you know, a good chunk of that, what, 25%. So that is, if you want to say, well, it's, you know, it's over a year, but still, you're losing value in some way, shape, or form. And it's not like gold's going to go up that much. Now, if you take a look at uh, the five-year price, this gets even worse. So the five-year low was about 1000 and the five-year high was 2000 So let's say, again, you buy it at 2000 it goes down to 1000 over five years. Still not the greatest store of value over it, although there is some volatility, just not as much as cryptocurrencies. So yes, you will have some volatility. And even if you take a look at like traditional stores of value, like look at besides gold, silver is the same way. Let's take a look at art because some people will say, well, I can have a Picasso, I can put it in there. Well, that's only what you can actually uh, get paid for it uh, at auction. So if somebody wants to auction it off, you bought it for 18 million, hopefully it appreciates, maybe it goes to 20 million. Like, oh, well, that's very volatile. You don't care. It's the same thing with Bitcoin. If, if you bought Bitcoin uh, around March, Got it for 3000 bucks, and right now you're sitting at 30000 That's a 10x in less than a year. I'm sure you're still not uh, too upset. So for a store of value, it's just a, it's a lot more volatile, we will say, than a gold. But really, if you look at it, I mean, over, over a one-year time frame, gold's still volatile. Art's still volatile. Heck, even the ones that I like, which is just buying land, that can still be volatile because it's only the value is what you can get other people to actually pay you for it. So if I buy up an acre for $100,000, then someone comes to me and I've had it for a while, and I say, I can only give you 80000 Okay, I can either wait or I can take that offer. No, that's just what it is, lost 20%. So anyhow, so that's what we have for today. So the whole thing comes down to this. February 4th, you're going to see a lot of institutions, a lot of different big corporations probably get talked into, finally, uh, to get into the Bitcoin cryptocurrency digital asset game by Michael Saylor because he's going to tell them just how fantastic this all works out. All right. So you guys uh, go check that out. 
Uh, if you guys didn't already see it, it's already passed that date. And you guys go see uh, what a crypto looks like right now. It's only going to go up, 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 up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Brainwash Radio Monday.
that pretty soon. I hope you guys are doing good on your dial. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, you know. I just thought I'd say. Freelance radio. Because, you know, it's one of those stations that prefer broad minded listeners on the station. You know, we get a little kooky, kooky, cocky, cool, cool. You know what I mean? We get all the little things. We get all wonderful. We get all the little All of them. Man, I love you outside the elegant closet. And you love it. You're like, oh, oh, oh. And then we saw you get slapped in the head with that sock. You're like, dude, you just got slapped in the head with the sock. What are you going to do about that? And you look back at the place and you're like, what are you talking about? It's very nice radio. Look at what they have. You just gotta learn. You gotta love it. So they're gonna slap me outside the head with some sausage. You know, you know they gotta slap me outside the head with some sausage and kick me out. Signal Berserk, he's about to talk about his new uh, duet that he got going out with a him demo, and uh, I'll be playing some on the show right about now. Let's do it. Right, watch, right, eat. Seven dollars gone now. She 
Ooh, that was Hellcat with Dope Sick Girl Baby. Oh, you freaking love it. I know you do, baby. Check it out. Yeah, go to Coinbase.com and get yourself that Coinbase wallet. You might be able to get yourself some free crypto on that at that wallet. Go go to Coinbase.com and then tell them the distorted poet Michael G. Stone of, of Brainwash Radio sent your ass. Oh, damn. We got old friend here. We got old friend. Tim Timebottom. Check it out.
slash radio. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying the show so far. We still haven't got to our special guest yet, but you know, but you know, we're going to. Don't worry. Don't worry. He got to schedule two people. He got, he got, he got things he got to do. You know, he just got to hang around for us. We're just doing to him. We're just, we're just getting lucky. We're just getting lucky. He, he busy man. He busy be busy. <coughs> Ooh. 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 What are we going to play today? We're, we're going to play some back. We're going to play some back. We're going to play some Becky. We're going to play some Becky, Becky. But we're going to go way back in the day. And I do mean way back in the day. I mean way back in the day. I mean before Loser was around, you know what I'm saying? Let's see if he got that shit. Let's see. Let's see. All right. So let's see here. So we got them upload. So we go to the oldest. Nope. We can't do that. Damn. We gotta go through like billions of fucking shit. God damn, bro. God damn, bro. Ah, uh, we ain't doing that. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Stereo. Rio. Pathetic. Soul manure. There we go. That's what we doing. Stale, pathetic soul manure. That's where we going. We going with rowboat. Let's do it. straight to Libya guys check it out you're on the brain baby yeah yeah when you see me Amanda I'm ready give me mine give me gun man I'm ready حسب جميع ما لديك انت تريد ان تعرف اسمي ذكر ذكر عمري من وخر من خصمي جانجستا جانجستا اخف من ربي بس حصل 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 نخطف حتى في النفس ليش عاملتوني ليش نبشتوني مادام عارفين روحكم متلاعب ما تقدروني غادي يفوتوني تيراني طير شر انجيكم ما تجوني شنو ويتو العلل غادي نسني من جهتين وين ماشي قولي ويني صروي من وعيك قاعدين درايق يرقصن شايفين Can't 
تغني العالم بالكامل وكان كلامي سائل ما لو يراه المايك حامل امانه 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 اما بيك بوس كاني مولود في امريكا راني نعاند في الكلاس ويكتب زهر تشيني شو تشيني شو خلوك انا من ابو زنكا تزنع عيب عادي بشو امسك نفسك عشت معيشة صني وشان قال عالفلاو هاشي مستك فارس الحرب يعزك لو متيش انتارا هنبي شارنار استعمار للزحار وعشك له طبعا نحكي لك عالفيت ركز افهمني وعيشة عالفيت فيش السكيت تبي تركا فوجت لعيشة شالبوخ مني انت وين انتو من من انتم حاقدين مش قاعدين اين كنتم وقت طاح صيع المحنة دلنا المطيع السريع لا تقيد أركح ريحنا وينك الحكومة وينك كم يراب رريح جيب نوصل معلومة للناس اللي تسمح فيها في أجري العبقاتي سلاحي تحتي راعاتي نركب في أمك تطيع نخليك عبرا أي نفسية كمان يا جايز نمشو في بار ميكي أنا شيفو أوراق البفرة ولا نولعو ماريجوانا ونحتوى الموسيقى نبي نغني نبي نحكي شعور فصل ساعة بين الموسيقى والوزكي مفرقي سبو وفينا اسم كم علي مسمى والمفرح يبقو مفرح كم رابر قلنا نستنى عطيني كاسي على طول وراها المسا كاشماني كمذني بيش قومي بالهزة عند السويس عند الهاوس عند الدريمز نحنا والحرب كبوس الأيام Thanks to Elon Musk. And no, I'm not talking about Tesla. I'm talking about Elon's next revolution. A new project that, according to Business Insider, could affect the lives of potentially everybody. Just like Tesla made its early sky
that hits a spot. Thank you, mama. Woo! We at Brainwash Radio, you know. We like the 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 audience that, you know, has that broad mind, you know, broad minded. You know what I'm talking about? You know, you have that 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 uh <coughs> that brain that doesn't destroy the appetite. You know, you have your appetite already. You are broad-minded. You don't pay attention to the nonsense that we do over here in Brainwash Radio. You're just entertained by the shit. You are loving it, loving it, loving it. That's what I'm talking about. White kitty lucky style. Little kitty, whoa, little kitty. My cat walked by, so, you know, I had that little kitty. Well, it's not my cat. It's just a neighborhood cat. But I always feed the kitty, and he always likes to hang out when I'm around. So, you know, because I got that jizzle around my nizzle. I got that good vibe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ha, ha, in the brain. And I warned you, this time I'm not joking The innards in the alley will be yours You can keep my last check, you won't need it where you're going Even in hell they don't make you wear these stupid uniforms Hey, I'm gonna bomb and I'm quitting You didn't know who you were shitting on Think of this severance pay when this whole place is blown away Here's my resume, I've got a bomb I told you that one day you would be sorry <laughs> That one day I'd come back and you'd all bow Now in my hands a carrier deliverance but you won't be hearing birds, and you'll hear pow, 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 pow. Hey, I've got a bomb, and I'm quitting. You didn't know who you were shitting on. Think of it as severance spray when this whole place is blown away. Here's my resume, I've got a bomb. Oh. I, was, uh, I was a little angry. That was a little angry. Thank you for coming out today, everybody. Yeah, you're all loaded. I mean, meaning you're a loaded audience, you know. Well. That, that, was, that was a very angry song, and mm-hmm. it, it's actually no wonder why we are uh, consistently unemployable. <laughs> that job didn't hire us back. You think we might have uh, anger issues? No! <laughs> On that note, here's another song about blowing everyone up. <laughs> it's a Michael Jackson song. about you Life is unpleasant and everyone is mean to you There's no meaning There's no God No objective right or wrong But that's no reason to kill yourself No You don't have to die alone No Take someone with you when you go Cause there are billions of people Who don't know what to do So when you die a violent death Take them with you (laughs) This is another new song It's a very sad song about pooping your pants. You laugh. Most of you laugh when you're young. 
The cantina went silent as the stranger came in from the road. In his eyes, I could see that he carried a heavy load. When he asked to use the commode The old fella rushed to the front of the line in great haste Knocked on the door, bow-legged but running in place He said, begging your pardon, ma'am, but sharding's a special case. Lost on a gambler and falling behind. When you wager it all, that there's nothing but brown wavy lines. Don't mess with a gambler when you're Sometimes life hits you below the belt. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta play the cards that you dealt. Time in bed. I close my eyes, listen to me 
amazing show for free Sheep on swinging stars a Singing candy bars Hot dogs Dance with donuts And a thousand prancing sluts I'm so not here, I'm not all there All you heard is sadly true After last night, I don't feel right Waking up is hard to do I'm so not here, I'm not all there All you heard is sadly true After last night, I don't feel right Waking up is hard to do Earthquakes and tornadoes Could hit this town right now My bed could lift and start to spin With cars and trees and cows None of this would wake me As I soundly sought some loves Yes, I'd fall asleep in Frisco And awake in Bogota I close my eyes There's an amazing show for free A sheep on swinging stars A singing candy bars Hot dogs Dance with donuts And a thousand prancing sluts I'm so not here, I'm not all there All you heard is sadly true After last night, I don't feel right Waking up is hard to do I'm so not here, I'm not all there All you heard is sadly true After last night, I don't feel right Waking up is hard to do Bobby Joe B. Ebola and the Chicken McNuggets on the brain. Hi, I am Jonas Groot and I am playing Jesus Christus. I had not any relationship to Jesus Christ Superstar in the whole time before I played with this. Jeg visste at Atle Pettersen hadde sunget en del av sangene tidligere. Så jeg ringte og spurte Atle, som kjenner meg ganske godt og kjenner stemmen min, og spurte om dette her kom til å være noe for meg. Og han sa, Jonas, det er ikke sikkert du kommer til å like musikken, men du kommer til å elske utfordringen. Så gjør dette her. Det er faktisk hele... Det var det som fikk meg over terskelen til å si ja til dette her. I know you love it on the brain. You be loving it on the brain, and I almost dropped my bong I just bought today. <laughs> I didn't buy it today; it got uh, delivered here today. <laughs> I almost dropped that shit. Can you believe it? I just broke one last week. My buddy uh, bought it for me a while back, and I broke it. And he knew it was gonna be broken. I, I break pipes and bongs and. I'm just no good with glass. But anyways, we're not here to be listening to me about that. We're going to check out uh, Major Tom, a pop tigma berserk, Major Tom. We're going to check it out. 
You're on the brain. Up next, we're going to get some Jonas. I know you guys are fiending for it. I know you guys are waiting for it. You guys, Michael, come on. Hook us up. Tell your Android to share her titties in your face so you could show some Jonas. But Jonas ain't here yet, guys. We're going to get Jonas on the phone in a little while. Just relax. Okay? Just calm on down. We're going to get it up on it. He's going to be all up in my grill. And he's going to be talking to you. So don't worry. It's okay. Just listen to some more Doonies. How about some Ross Williams, maybe? I don't know. Let's do some VNV Nation, maybe. I know. We'll do some VNV Nation, beloved. Let's do it. Oh, fada brain. Wah, ha, 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 ha. Radio, baby. Let's do it. Chance to tell you how much I've missed you. 
something that can never satisfy the reality of answers when lives are on the line. I've waited a lifetime for the age of wonder, a place that I remember in a splinter of time. A stranger in a strange land, caught in the flow, still searching for answers among the neon lights. It's a beautiful dream. some high job you know my boys out there in germany oh got it got to get them all as you can see i lead a really good life you know we're gonna play play new world march check it out guys love it all right jam on i actually wrote the words to the song love it What's going on? It ain't playing. Ah! Oh, there it goes.
Radio and Holly. We got coyotes over here. We got rabbits. We got stuff like that. Western Diamondback Rattlesnake, it'll bite the fuck out of you. Then it'll rattle, daddle on its tail, and just laugh at you as you're dying. Oh, well, shit.
I'll tell you guys a little secret. I think I wrote that in like 15 minutes, that song. But Jesus, just cakes. It took my soul. It must have. I, I like free versed it. It was like word for word. I think, I think uh, Daniel Meyer like kind of like tweaked the, the the actual movement of the lyrics, but he like he kept all of them word for word. He sang word for word. It was brilliant. I just I just like I was like, dude, dude, you just sang like word for word. That's boss. That's like super pro. That's why it hangs out. That's why it hangs out with people like Alan Wilder of Hot. Depeche Mode, you know, he's not in Depeche Mode now, he's in Recoil, but damn, you know, the master's in the house, Daniel Maya, and DJ, of course, DJ, DJ was badass too. Alright, we, we about ready to get some more Muse Act in there. That was a New World March by uh, Hard Job, and the album title was the same song track, New World March. I thought I was all stoked when they told me, can we put this as a title track? I'm all, dude, what are you talking about? What are you asking me for? Just say, yeah, you're going to do it. Duh, stupid, duh. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> All right, let's get back to that, that uh, commercial. We need some commercial. You guys need to go out and get some Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin will make you rich as fuck. You buy some Bitcoin, you stake that Bitcoin, that Bitcoin grows. That Bitcoin just stays in a locked area and everybody just gets energized. All them nodes. Ooh, that's power, baby. Power. Let's do it. Loving it. I know you're loving it. I know you're loving it. So that was Bobby, Bobby Joe Ebola and the Chicken Mac Nuggets. You can get them on SoundCloud, baby. Or you could just add me on SoundCloud and you'll you notice where I I uh, um, have the little link there where it shows where, you know, what kind of knife I got on my sh- Bandcamp. I mean, Bandcamp. I mean, Bandcamp. You go to Bandcamp and you can check out my page. Let me, let me. It's Michael G. Stone. You know, you'll see me all smiling, all cheesy with some black and black and white colored shirt like I just got out of a French jail and shit just hanging out wee wee style you know so I got the Bobby Joe Ebola cut on there that I just played for you you be loving it so you go on there you be hanging out uh, on that you know collection check out my collection you'll see my collection of stuff go ahead and uh, support all those bands Um, I'm supporting all those bands so right now we're gonna go for Sorrow with a die. Because you fucking love it, that's why. Oh shit, wrong one. Oh no. Oh, hold on, guys. I'm sorry. I got the wrong one. I thought that was the right one. It's kind of weird. I'm like actually broadcasting sorrow on my 88.3 FM right now, so, so that's cool, alright, so that's going on, so we're gonna play Die right now, bam, and we're gonna put this one to,
Brainwash Radio, guys. What's up? <laughs> you know you love it. But anyways, we're going to go ahead and play some more of this album by Sorrow. It's under the You Possessed. You can go to my page on my uh, sound uh, what was it called again? Let me check my my Bandcamp page, and then you'll see my name on there, Michael G. Stone. You'll see my cheesy face. We already discussed this, but anyways, you go on there, you'll see it. So you go and go ahead and uh, buy it if you like it, and I definitely like it. That's why I'm gonna be playing it. So we're gonna be playing. Forgive me because forgive me not for playing this. <laughs> love it brainwash radio baby and we're gonna have uh, uh rose mcdowell hopefully on the uh broadcast pretty soon before the end of this winter uh maybe on the springtime uh latest but either winter or spring and then we're also gonna have malaha elliot Ooh, woo! both of them are awesome and uh, we're going to have try to have them both on the show and many more. Uh, Bobby Jill, Ebola, you know, we'll, we'll be rocking with people. Uh, have more of uh, DJ Foxtrot on the show and uh, more of uh, Jonas from... I bought the album. Loose Ends, Pissed and Damp, uh, that song and that album. Um, yeah. So we're going to go ahead and jam on with some more with that jazzy jazzy. But first, we're going to go ahead and play some Frankie Gothard. You know, I like Frankie. I, I wish Frankie, he got rude. He got upset with me at one time, but then he I think he got over it. But anyways, here he goes. Co. This is Co. Fetish featuring Frankie Gothard.
so much trouble with this connection at the moment. I'm sorry, guys.
One, counted my blessings. Two, counted my wrinkles. Three, counted on nobody. Four, manicured my nails. Five, curtailed my thinking. Six, poured kerosene on some bridges. Seven, hit the bricks. Eight, had inner dialogues with irksome people, saving a lot of money on phone calls. Nine, ripped pretty pictures out of periodicals. Ten, pretended to be Icarus and burnt my hand on the stove. Eleven, met a young Cuban Santaro homeboy fucked up on junk. I know he was appropriately inappropriate. I gave it a miss. Twelve, slapped myself on the back for being so sensible. Thirteen, beat myself up for having been so sensible. Fourteen, chilled in a miracle. Fifteen, traded beauty tips with Lucretia Borgia. Sixteen, cashed in on my newfound second quarter sexuality at the local deli. Seventeen, had a hip-hop housewife set Tory. Eighteen, filed a lawsuit against Central America for alienation of affections. Nineteen, got a paper cut. Twenty, got a haircut. Twenty-one, cut my losses. Twenty-two, cut a check. Twenty-three, cut a fang. Twenty-four, cut a rug. Twenty-five, dropped a hint. Twenty-six, dropped a dang. Twenty-seven, dropped the subject. Twenty-eight, stressed over escalating global violence. Twenty-nine, stressed over the global market. Thirty, stressed over the deterioration of the global ecostructure. Thirty-one, stressed over a witch lipstick that suits my complexion. Thirty-two, contemplated suicide. Thirty-three, contemplated going to the movies. Thirty-four, contemplated going to Hollywood. Thirty-five, contemplated going to Kmart. Thirty-six, contemplated the complexities of human nature. Thirty-seven, played. Thirty-eight, strayed. Thirty-nine, prayed. Forty, chilled in the miracle again. Forty-one, served it up. Forty-two, turned it out. Forty-three, I played it. Forty-four, I sold it. Forty-five, I showed it. Forty-six, out. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
now I'm alone and I have time to kill. I sit and stare at my long, long fingers. Ten inches is a monstrous size. It doesn't do to glamorize. There are rules, and there are regulations. metric or imperial septic fertile furtive or sterile
よけるちょっとだけやん迷惑かけへんほっぺたおとなげるいっぱいだけやわ
Sorry guys, I don't mean to traumatize with all that cheese. So uh, let's see. Let me check something out real quick. Check something out. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I noticed that uh, when when I was interviewing uh, Jonas of uh, a pop Tigma Berserk, uh, his his new band, uh, his duet band, I should say, um, uh, that's what I was interviewing. He really enjoyed the the ambience of the landscape while I went to go get a new uh, uh, microphone for his. System. So I actually want to play that for you because he was like really like he was just like ah it, it just like it the 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 sound of the Los Angeles like vibe 
that was going into his ears was just like delightful. So I'm going to play that for you guys for the next 15, 20 minutes. Here we go. Let's do it. Brainwash Radio, baby. Please keep in mind, this is brought to you by Anchor.fm and all those badasses like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. They all sponsor my show. I love it. Thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. And 88.3 FM Broadcasting KBWR. Pirate Radio, baby, brain wall. Check out that ambience. I'm sure some of you guys don't want to hear that, but you know that was that was for Jonas that little segment. I'm gonna tell him, and he's gonna try to scroll through. I guess I hope I, I imagine he will. And then uh, I remember I texted his text his uh, phone where he interviewed me one night, and like he's like, "Don't text me on this phone. It's not my private phone." And then like I text again, "Awesome, my bad, bro." So I gotta be like G-rated, right? And then like. Uh, there was another text that came back. It was a reply from the wife. So that was a bummer, but, you know, she was polite. But, you know. All right, check it out.
I don't really know what happened right there, but I imagine you guys are enjoying the, the ambience nonetheless. So let's go back. Uh, I'll see you guys uh, tune in tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, and love it. I hope you guys are grand and enjoy the rest of the commercials and other other little segments. We might have some uh, some Kami Christ in there, some Bauhaus, some uh, Audra, some uh, Bobby Joe Ebola. We might have some um, even more of Jonas's uh, side project, uh, a Pop Tigma. Um, it should just be like. Nah, it's 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 pissed and damp. Nevertheless, um, yeah, all that good stuff. All right, cheers, guys. Love you guys. Thank you guys for joining in and tune in next time. Usually Monday through Friday, uh, nine a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and then um, we do a special midnight broadcast on eighty-eight three FM, eighty-eight point three FM, Los Angeles uh, radius. Uh, we just. Los Angeles County, Los Angeles, that's it, that's where we broadcast out, uh, we don't go any further out, unfortunately, we're not uh, fancy like that, you know what I mean, where we could broadcast, like, half the fucking state, that'd be brilliant, but, you know, we don't do that, and it'd be nice, maybe some uh, radio station would call me up and be like, hey, we want to hook you up with the contract, can you... Sign this shit and just come on down. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Kind of. You got to pay me like a couple million or five million or 20 million. I don't know. We'll see about that. But, you know, tune in. Brainwash Radio. Hollywood, baby. Also known as KBWR 88.3 FM, baby. Cheers.